So we got some big news this week that most people have obviously seen via social media slash the interweb with uh, the popularity of the Belgian waffle ride just growing. And now what was one is now three. So who better to get the insights from than um, the man himself, Michael? So Mr. Marks, we're sitting here and, you know, we're kind of still basking in, like, the excitement of, like, you know, everyone knowing about this new triple crown of gravel. What, uh, how about we start with, like, where did this really come from? Or maybe when did this idea start, you know, percolating with you about taking it outside of San Diego? Well, sadly, these things always take a long time. (laughs) You have an idea. I suppose that's why so many good ideas never actually come to fruition, because they're they're arduous uh, to arrive at. But a few years ago, we started dreaming of uh, what would a Belgian waffle ride look like in Canada or Japan, or, you know, better yet, in Boulder and um, we started like looking at different locations speaking with different people people would contact us about putting them on but um, for every one of those great ideas there were you know hundreds of hurdles for each one and the one in Asheville was sort of the easiest one because everything was yes Yes, yes. Is there a demand for this on the East Coast? Do they really have anything like it? No. Was there a demand? Yes. Were there venues that could offer us the type of terrain that we want, which is some road and lots of gravel, but also technical, rocky, sandy, challenging off-road sectors that sort of mimic what we have here in San Diego? All of those things were there. And then you have the Sierra Nevada Brewery, massive facility, and their love of cycling, their support of the cycling world uh, throughout North America. And then we have our friend RV, who moved there, who lives there, uh, to help champion the idea. So that one actually started the latest, but blossomed into something the quickest. So we kind of secured that one. Um, And then we were looking at different locations, really trying to work with Boulder and Avery Brewing Company there. But the city of Boulder, they don't want any events. They, they, you know. That's actually kind of a surprise because you would think from like an outside standpoint that that would be the easiest place to go do something. That was our thought. Like, oh, a warm reception. They're going to love this idea. And they were almost as bad as uh, the folks in San Diego. And I just thought there's no way it could ever be worse than <laughs> San Diego. Like every year, we, we contact the county and they basically say, oh, we hoped you weren't going to do the event this year. Um, so we always have that uphill battle, that negativity. Uh, so Boulder's just too challenging. But what did materialize was Cedar City. Cedar City's the host of the Uh, U.S. National Masters Road Championships this year and next year. Um, They want to host these kind of events and they see themselves as being like um, like a Bend, Oregon. You know, beautiful place to ride, beautiful place to live, small town, but just huge adventure. 
So does like so does that conversation do like they reach out to you? Is that how that started? Because yeah. like we want to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, most all of these start that way. Okay. Really. Um, so before like diving into that though, like was it was the the triple crown the goal or was it going to be like all right i'm happy with like bwr san diego and now we're gonna move to Asheville, so we're gonna have two this year and then like cedar city came along so you're like all right we'll just do three or like was were you trying to do three or is it just like it just the way it played out well a couple years ago i bought the urls for triple crown of gravel um i both triple and triple um you know thinking that that we would do this. We'd get three events here in North America, East Coast, West Coast, and somewhere in the middle. Um, And then I kind of gave up on that because it was so challenging with Boulder um, that I just set my sights on, well, let's just replicate the magic of San Diego in a glorious place like Asheville. So that one materialized so nicely, as I stated. So uh, Cedar City kind of just popped up out of nowhere and um, it was super easy, turnkey, and it's totally different than Asheville and totally different than San Diego. So that one really is a gravel race. Um, it doesn't have the same sort of 12,000 feet of elevation gain that the other two have, probably only has 5,000, but then again, most of it will be around 6,000 feet of elevation, so they're, they're already going to be uh, issues for people that can't ride at elevation. But that one materialized, and then I was like, well, hey, go back to the original dream of the tripel or the triple crown of gravel. And so it materialized rather quickly, and thus we announced it to the world. How's the, you know, obviously a lot of people know, like, you know, you're the one behind this. How's, how's that feedback been after announcing it with, you know, so many people, like, no one really knowing about this? Like, what, what, what have you been seeing out there, or what have people been saying to you about it? Uh, you know, I usually get about 300 emails a day, and, and now it's about 700. <laughs> um, then there's all the Instagram, social media stuff that, that you see. It's, um, there hasn't been any, anything other than you know, great positivity. Yeah. Uh, in fact, more so than I would have thought. And um, that makes me just feel good about what we offer, which I think is different than, than other people offer. And what I mean by that is there's tons of great gravel races, um, some of which are just purely gravel. There's a few that, that are like us, that are multi-surface, that are challenging, that force people to really reckon with what tire and bike they're going to use. Whereas when you do a gravel race, you know you're using your gravel bike and you know you're going to use your... 40 tires, 40 millimeter tires if you're doing DK or whatever. With ours, there's the constant equivocation on what your bike's going to be, what your setup, what your gearing, and what tire you're going to use for tires. So for us, um, we offer this different approach that isn't just all about uh, this gravel experience. It, it, it requires more technical riding it requires more road training it requires um, a whole bunch of stuff that I think um, make it a more dynamic race and to be able to replicate that in three different places is really exciting like it's it's a unique offering so 
speaking on that as far as you're gonna you know replicate this you know everyone that's done san diego once twice or how many times they kind of know the vibe you know they know what's there to offer you know they they get it and i don't think it's really been done too much to where a standalone event that does offer that will move you know like to a new spot yeah so what if you could tell people like what are you gonna pull from san diego or like the bwr vibe and then you're gonna go to a new spot and recreate it there like what can like they expect to where they will see the similarities that's that's a good question because the answer um articulates the difference between our event and those other great Mm -hmm. gravel events out there which is our our races are 140 ish miles um 20 to 30 off-road sectors punctuated by road stuff we offer 10 feed zones whereas a lot of those races don't give anything there's no support yeah we have anywhere from 10 to 20 uh on-course road vehicles following the entire race male and female um there for support uh so there's there's if you run into problems, you're going to get support really quickly. All the dirt sectors have roving mechanics that are there to fix your flat or fix your issue and to get you going. Um, those things aren't available in any of the other races, so you know maybe, maybe that is a, a nice amenity that we offer. People don't have to worry about how, their food intake because we'll have food for them. We have great sponsors for that. Same for hydration, um, all that support. There's um, a greater chance that you can finish our ride as a result. Even though some years, you know, only 60% of the field finishes because um, it's, it's that hard. But our, our event is um, super fun. So you show up and there's a huge Belgian waffle feast. I mean, imagine this year in San Diego, there'll be 4,000 people there. Uh, wanting to eat their waffles before um, before the the rent the event goes off, right? Which is like just in the madhouse. Le- le- yeah. logistically, one year we had how a, do you one year the race was pushed back people. a little bit because the line was so long for the waffles. Yeah, we had we did we <laughs> yeah. like postponed it thirty minutes. People want their waffles, which is great, and then. Um, you know, it's this Belgian bender that's punctuated by a six, seven, or 14-hour ride, depending on who you are. So you have your waffles in the morning and your coffee and everything else. You go out. You're well-supported the whole time. You're well-fed. Um, you're confronted with headwinds and sand and cactus and craziness. But you get back, and if you get back safely, then there's Belgian ale and more waffles and food and a huge party. And it's the kind of party where you think, man, did, did all these people take ecstasy? Because everyone's loving on everyone. They're, they're, um, there's this, this joyous vibration that, that pervades the entire beer garden and the entire uh, space that we occupy there, which is expanding quite dramatically this year. I'm meeting with the mayor of San Marcos today to go over the footprint of the event and how we close down the streets and where's the big concert stage going to go and all the things that you know the events now um, manifested so it's kind of kind of crazy to think about that 
but um, I I think that kind of covers it. Like it's a huge Belgian-inspired party with the Belgian-like racing, um, and it's really really hard. So moving forward, um, is there anything you want to maybe? You know, obviously, there's so much news coming out around these events. Like, almost seems like by the day. Um, you know, what what's next? Or what can people expect? Or you know, what anything you can fill people in on that maybe keep an eye out for? Yeah. So, like, Triple Crown will actually uh, start with the Asheville event, um, so as not to preclude anyone that's already you know signed up or not signed up for San Diego. Uh, starts with Asheville, then goes to Cedar City, and then culminates in the big event in San Diego in 2021. So that, that the season sort of transcends the new year in, into May. Um, and it only, it's only fitting to have the finale be at the big event. And, yeah. if, and if we're at, you know, if, if there's 4,000 people that end up racing this year, if, if the county permits it, what does that look like next year? Where do we move the venue to accommodate five, six, or ten thousand riders? Um, you know, how how do we manage the growth of this thing so that people still get an incredible experience? Those are the things that I, I worry about. But um, start in Nashville, go to Cedar City, finish in in San Diego. There's a uh, every there's five year brackets for age groups, so we're going to honor every every one of the winners. Uh, of the Triple Crown. There'll be uh, a prize purse for the top three, male and female, at least top three across that. And then um, what we're working on is what is what is the huge prize if someone ends up winning all three, male or female? So we're working on what that massive prize purse would be. But it, that alone will be newsworthy. So those are exciting things that are are going to be um, relayed one by one by one to the cycling community over the next two months. All right. Well, uh, I'm sure we're going to be hearing a lot more than soon on your end about uh, all these three events coming out and the excitement behind that. But, um, yeah, we're looking forward to it, and it's, it's all exciting stuff. It's exciting and tiring. I'm tired. <laughs> Did you think, was this planned nine years ago? <laughs> Uh, nine years ago, we just wanted to have the greatest one-day bike race in the U.S. Um, and you know, we're still working on that, but maybe we're getting, maybe we're getting closer. It's chipping away. Like that's our version of heaven, <laughs> and uh, it seems like uh, it's becoming more and more evident. All right, well, much appreciated, Michael, and as always, thank you for the time. Cool. Thanks. All right. <laughs>